Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like, the feeling. I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling. Like, you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight down the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review, or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by Anne and Renata, who are paranormal investigators down here in Australia. A lot of the listeners probably know this name because these two ladies are gigantic over social media. They are they are absolute rock stars when it comes to the, uh, the paranormal world here in Australia. They host some really, really big events, and I'm lucky enough to have them on the show tonight. Anne and Renata, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. It is the first time I've had two guests on the show before at one time. So this is this is a first for me. I feel very, very spoiled. It's double <laughs> trouble, you know. <laughs> I'll be keeping you guys on a short leash tonight because I see you on your, your live streams and you girls get out of control. Oh, maybe just a little. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the naughty one. I'll own it. Every time I get upset if there's a troll on. <laughs> so what's, what got you guys into the paranormal? Because you have been doing it for the longest time oh her longer than me <laughs> much longer than me years you, you've always got to get that in don't you Anne? Yeah. every single She's time older. oh <laughs> so um i have really had a love for this forever ever since i can remember um i was the queer little child in the corner of the local library picking up all the mystery books um while everyone else was looking at sewing or fashion or whatever it was and uh, started reading you know, weird stories and mysteries and paranormal things. So it was always something that I was really interested in. But uh, my family, my mother and father, you know, really didn't sort of encourage it. 
So it was only when I got into high school that I could really start to work on that passion even further. And that meant just more research, more reading, more going to the library, because back then in the olden days, this was before... They wrote on stone tablets. (laughs) (laughs) As I said, I'm the naughty one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Um, inkwells and, yeah, yeah, all of that. See, she's undone me already. It's been two seconds and I can't put two words together. You started to see dead people, Renata. You saw dead people. <laughs> I did. I saw dead people. Um, but, yeah, um, when I got to my mid-20s, I actually got into doing psychic readings. So I learnt tarot and discovered that it was something that was very, very familiar to me. And um, after a few years of study, I actually started to do readings for people. And it sort of progressed from there. So um, got into working at a few um, sort of centers, spiritual new age shops and things. And um, one thing led to another and started my own little business with a friend and uh, as often happens when you're working with other people... It wasn't the right friend. It wasn't the right friend. She didn't have the right friend until she right met fit. me. The vibes weren't correct. And um, we were running that spiritual business, but we were also running a, a small ghost tour business at that stage. Uh, and the way we split it was she took the spiritual New Age shop and I took the ghost tours. And that was about 12 years ago now. And we've been powering ahead ever since. That's the show over. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, well, Done. thanks, thanks, thanks for coming. Thank you. <laughs> See you later. So, so uh, Renata, was there a was there a catalyst to you going down this this path and and kind of going down it in a professional sense? Yeah, money. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to rip and everybody I, off, and then I realised there's no money in it. And then I was too down, too far down the rabbit hole, and I just loved it so much that I thought. Oh, I can't give this away. I like this stuff too much. It's too it's too mind-boggling. I'm learning too much. It's too fascinating. So I was going to do it either way. Um, but, yeah. So, look, it was something that I always loved. I, there was, there's no way that I can think of my life being any, any different at this point in time. So it, I just had to do it. Growing up with, with that absolute passion for the paranormal from such a young age, knowing that's that's kind of what you wanted to do, later in life did you did you find that tricky to i guess talk to people about oh well i didn't did i not not back then in the dark ages no they would have <laughs> when a woman was still a woman was still supposed to be tied to the kitchen sink no um you were supposed to finish high school get a good secretarial job marry a nice man have 50 children and, uh, and then die quietly in a corner you, somewhere. You there haven't was, ticked any of those boxes. <laughs> no. <laughs> so there was, you know, there was really no way you were supposed to be doing anything like this. And I, I guess I'm glad I'm in the position that I am in now where the paranormal does see so many females in the field because literally if I started this 20 or 30 years ago, it would have been far different and far harder for me to get anywhere, to achieve anything um, so, you know, this is a great pivot point in life for uh, women who want to be in the paranormal. No, that's fantastic because, you know, like you said, it was a completely different time back then. And to, to go down such a, a taboo road to to 
try do this as a, a lifestyle is it's a really brave choice because even today people have a lot of trouble coming out to say hey i i can see ghosts i can do this type of stuff i want to i want to continue doing this for forever i want to make a living out of it and yeah. you know for for you to do it to do it back then i think that's that's incredibly brave of yourself to to take that leap I've always been doing taboo things, but let's that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go down there today. But yes, maybe we'll turn to Anne. Anne, how about you? She's trying to deflect. I am. So yeah, Anne, actually how did you get into the the whole paranormal world? What what was there a catalyst for you? Was there some point in time where you just kind of switched? Well, there was, and I was only about three at the time. I actually had an experience when I was just a wee toddler at my grandparents' place, which was at Stockton. Uh, and I had the experience of uh, seeing something in my grandparents' room. It got under the bed and it started to make the bed move and rock and forth, back and forth. And I'd scream bloody murder. And I'd see this thing shoot out through the window. It was this a small black shadow shape. I, I, if anyone watched Mr. Squiggle, to me it looked a bit like Mr. Squiggle. Um... And that is what kicked off my interest. Of course, everyone said it was my imagination, but this happened over and over and over at my grandparents' place. And I think that their land was um, like Aboriginal land. So um, that's, I think I was seeing some sort of native, natural, elemental spirit of the land. But all through school, I was too like Renata, reading every ghost story book I could get hold of. Uh, when all the other teenagers were under the stairs holding seances and um, doing that stiff as a board, light as a feather, I was going, but what if one of us has ability and we can open a doorway and we let something through we can't control? So I had this instinct right from the start that there was something bigger out there in that world than, than what I could uh, see with my own eyes. And it wasn't until I went over to my niece's house one day in my 20s and I saw on Foxtel a um, a ghost hunting TV show and they're running around with gadgets. And I'm going, oh my God, there's gadgets to detect ghosts? And I got really excited by that because I felt like, yeah, you go on a ghost tour and these mediums are going, oh, there's a man standing over there wearing a big black hat. And I'd be going, yeah, well, I can't see a thing. So good on you for having a good time, but I'm not getting that experience. So the fact that I could hold a gadget, that if I stuck it in the corner and it flashed, I could go, oh, that's a ghost. Then that 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 really got my socks rocking. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's where I developed my fascination for technology and the ghost hunting world and eventually led me to own and operate Australia's largest online paranormal equipment store, Ozparatech. Plug plug um but <laughs> links, links was, below links below <laughs> it, it was also wanting to understand how and why these gadgets supposedly worked and the more i learned about them the more i realized people weren't using them with the correct knowledge right okay because see i i've, I've never gone out on any investigations or anything like that I'm, I'm very very vanilla when it comes to my experiences within the paranormal realm and i i see I've seen so many videos of people out there doing investigations. They have like these things like K2 meters and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And, they, and it's all this really fantastic type of, I guess, equipment, but there's, there's really no ever good explanation behind how it works. It's kind of like, Oh, if there's a ghost near there, it, it might light up 
but that's the about lights the will flash. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's kind of the explanation that you kind of get behind that. So this is probably a really good opportunity for me to 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 pick both your brains about how this stuff really does work. And if someone does have this equipment, like is there is there like any pro tips that you can give people about it? Well, this is what we've been trying to teach people. We've been running something called the Australian School of Ghost Hunting, where we've been doing introductory classes to paranormal investigation so they have a better understanding of what the equipment is about. And we don't pretend to have qualifications to teach. Nobody has qualifications to teach paranormal. Uh, It is a hobby and an interest. But we are happy to share the knowledge we have. So for me, a lot of this equipment is what I call environmental detectors. They're looking for changes within the environment that they think that uh, spirit energy can manipulate or um, change when they're about. So temperature is one of them. Um, the EMF field is another. Um, and you know, with the K2 meters, a lot of people don't know how to use them. And there's a lot of stuff that can set them off, like your mobile phone, Wi-Fi, certain oh, lights, right. radios. There is a lot. Mm-hmm. But Plus once environmental work, conditions yeah. as well. So once you work out what is the man-made stuff, then you've got to look for anomalies within that area. Things that shouldn't be there that you can't explain why that meter is going off. Or get it to go off on command. Like, if you are here with me, could you flash to the red lights twice? And if you get it to do that twice, then you've got an intelligent response rather than just going as they're holding it on their mobile phone going, oh, look, there must be a ghost here as it's flashing because they haven't put their phone off. And also magnets on. There's a a lady who thought her handbag was haunted because every time she put the um, the K2 towards her bag, it was going nuts. And it was because she had a magnet on her her handbag. So I could imagine there's people out there who have this type of equipment then aren't very educated about the the do's and don'ts with it Mm. and could be just spooking themselves to death because they're they're putting it near their phone. They're putting it, like you said, their handbag that has a little magnet clasp on it. Yeah. Some of them don't want to know. They're quite happy Mm. sitting in ignorance and saying that, yes, that that is a ghost. Um, You can't tell me otherwise. And we get sent so many photos, don't we, Renata, Mm -hmm. of... um, supposedly ghost apparitions or orbs and things like that, or somebody's blown out some smoke. And we say to them, look, this is what it looks like to us. We weren't there, so we can't say for sure, but that really looks like smoke to me. Um, And, oh, they get up in arms. Oh, they weren't smoking. It was taken seven years ago, and nobody was smoking at the time. And, yeah, um, (laughs) they get very upset. It's it's a really (laughs) tricky thing because I'm in the same boat with you guys. I get sent pictures of orbs and and weird things all the time and i used to be a photographer back in the day and mm-hmm. i really hate to be the bearer of bad news to a lot of these people because you know they a lot of these people will be taking pictures on their phones and they'll have the flash on and yeah. they, they might be in an incredibly dusty room and they don't realize that the flash is just lighting up particles of dust so that's why mm-hmm. you look like you're in a room full of orbs or something like that no it's their grandmother their grandmother's come to visit don't you tell them otherwise yeah i know and that and that's the the worst part of it because you kind of have to you kind of have to almost let them down a little bit softly for yeah. for things like that and um you get people who send you the pictures that have the red circles around things and it's kind of <laughs> like oh, well i think if you have to draw the red circle there's probably nothing there mate <laughs> mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, it's, it's one of those fields where if someone decides that it is something that is truly important, 
um, then you do have a very hard time to try and tell them otherwise. And I'm like you. I did photography for a number of years. I worked in a photography studio. I was a a professional photographer. And I had to tell a lady this uh, a few weeks ago when I sent her a message to say, I don't think this is paranormal. And she said, well, I don't think you know anything. You have no right to be on national TV talking about this when you know nothing. And then I sort of turned around and went, well, actually, I do. (laughs) But, you know, if you still want to believe, then that's fine. And that's fine. And And these people will keep going from team to team to person to person till they find someone that go, yes, that is your grandmother in that orb. And they'll go, see, I told you so. Ignore the other 99 people that said no. These people know what they're talking about. Mm. And look, every, everyone wants to believe. That's that's a thing. And so we have to be gentle. We're cranky old ladies. But, yeah, sometimes <laughs> you sort of have to put your foot down and go, no, I'm not going to lead you down the path of this fairy tale because it's just not true. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's it's a really tricky situation because I I think it's really fantastic that there's there's a lot more people out there who seem to be accepting of the paranormal um but I'm I'm always really really cautious about how how involved you can really get into it because you can you can go down those rabbit holes of believing that absolutely everything is a paranormal and then it it kind of loses the importance of real paranormal events mm. it does people People start to think you're not serious and there are a lot of people out there who are very ready to believe that this whole field is just bunkum and the more well, we treat it... There's the it, cynics yeah, and the, the, the cynics who, like a ghost walked up and smacked them across the back of the head and said, boo, they still won't believe you. I think they're just as bad as the people who believe without questioning. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You, you've got to meet in the middle. Yeah, totally. Because I, I encounter both those those types of people when it comes to this podcast because there'll be people who will have encounters with someone else right next to them, encounter the exact same thing, be it a be it a Yowie, a UFO, a ghost. And one person will say, Absolutely didn't happen and the other person's here, they've just crapped their pants because, you know, they've just seen the most amazing thing that they'll ever see in their life. And Hmm. like what, what a moment to really be taken away from you because one other person's just, just robbed the highlight of it from you because they don't believe it. Yeah. 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 And then the, and then the shoes really goes on the other foot that someone sees a satellite through the sky and claims that they've been seeing UFOs their whole life. It takes the shine away from people who have had genuinely amazing UFO encounters. Yeah. Yeah, we've been down that track before too, haven't we? we? Have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you guys have been doing this for a while now, and you go out and you and you actually do these these ghost tours. And a lot of the the listeners of this podcast have probably seen YouTube videos with you guys in it before. What are some of the more amazing things that you guys have run into, be it together, be it alone on on any tours or anything like that? Because some. I, I believe, Anne, you, you kind of have a, uh, a like a, a medium kind of ability to yourself. Is that correct? And now a quick word from our sponsor. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. Um, I don't uh, tend to embrace my mediumship or my psychic abilities so much when I'm in the field. I like to use the technology and I use Renata as the medium. Um, although I am starting to try to use it a bit more because I've, I've had quite a few hits and I've suddenly realised that I actually do have ability. <laughs> I sort of tried to say I was a psychic brick. I've got nothing, but I think that was actually a defence mechanism on my behalf. How all of this started, though, was that uh, over a year ago, we started to introduce table tipping and glass dousing on our tours. Mm. And what was happening was that instead of the ghosts of place reaching out, it was family members that had passed over reaching out to those who were sitting at the table going, oh my God, we've got an opportunity. Let's hit them with a piece of information. And so we're we're giving out these huge, lovely messages to these people and we've got like two minutes and we're saying to these spirits, come on, we've only got two minutes. If you've got a message, please give it to us so that we can pass it over. We even had a murder victim come onto the table of, um, they were saying they were murdered and the person on the table burst into tears and said, yes, that, that is my brother mm. or someone who was murdered. And we're going, oh my God, okay, well, they've got a message for you. This person did it. <laughs> So we we decided to take that off the tour and start to do private seance sessions. We call it the seance parlour. And uh, this is when, I guess, Anne started to develop more because we were in a private session Mm. giving through private messages and using music and using a whole variety and range of ways to connect and allow the people at the table to connect and feel comfortable in doing so. Uh, And, um, yeah... It's Mine came through amazing, as music. Yeah, amazing things started to happen. I just have my um, YouTube, and I would just have a song that would pop into my head, and I'd I'd start playing it, and they'd go, "Oh yeah, that's the song that I danced at the wedding with my father." And the father had already identified themselves as coming through on the table because we'd say, "Don't tell us anything until the end of the session because we don't want to be um, front loaded, second guessing mm. ourselves as to what's happening." Um, and, and there's one particular one, and I think that was when the that hit the nail on the head for me was I had in my head um, a TV show or something called Peyton Place. And I'm going, I've not, I don't even know if this is a show or what it is. So I'm trying to find a theme for Peyton Place. And I, I found it. I went, oh, wow, there is a show. And I started playing it. And the lady's gone white. And then she's gone, thank you, Peyton, for coming through. I miss you, darling. It was her daughter. Wow. So yeah. the Peyton yeah. was her daughter. And I just went, holy shit, I got that. I think some of our most amazing experiences have been at the table. Mm. 
when you actually see someone who may have had an issue with their father for 30 years and the father comes through and begs for forgiveness and really says, I love you, please forgive me for everything. And you, know, you see this older gentleman breaking into pieces because he finally, he just, he's wanted to hear that all his life and finally he's getting this message. That's and amazing. They mm. walk out completely changed. Yeah. yeah. And a burden lifted from, lifted from their shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. That must be insanely rewarding. Yes. Yeah. We, we like to say that we are in service of spirit. Um, so we, we try to help them get the messages to those who need them. But we're still surprised every time it happens. We let, are. Let, let that not be, <laughs> let that be said. It's like we'll People say will walk out the door and we'll go, holy sugar, <laughs> did that just happen? <laughs> we're going, we've got a horse at the table with us. Does that make sense? They're going, yeah, my horse died last week. We go, shit, we got that right? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Are, are you saying that? It's not just just people that come through, but animals as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. We've had birds. We've had dogs. We've had, people we've had cats specifically come to the séance parlor to speak to their beloved pet. Yep. Um, and I know one particular one that came through one night, um, and she she said, "Oh, can you tell me the first letter of your name?" And it did a big R or something. She gone, "Yeah, that's that's my dog Roscoe or something." Mm. Um. And apparently that the dog had drowned in the pool and it was only a puppy and she had felt such guilt for allowing the puppy out the back to play that she had come to the seance parlour to um, to speak to her dog mm-hmm. to to say apologize. sorry yeah, to say sorry that and she allowed it to the happen. Dog forgave her and there was tears everywhere. <laughs> oh, tears okay. every single time. I have to ask you because. And, and this may just sound like the dumbest question that you may ever, ever get when it comes to the paranormal, but how do you communicate with these animals? Like, do they bark twice for yes, one for no? <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> I have found at times that what happens is that someone comes through with them and is their speaker. Speaks on their behalf. Speaks on their behalf. Which I know sounds really weird, but who are we to wonder how all of this stuff happens? But that's how sometimes they have come through. They've actually come through with someone who like is Brad there. Mar or somebody yeah, will bring them through. And they will say to us what the animal wants to say. Right, right. Because, I mean, it kind of would have been pretty amazing if the dogs were barking twice for yes and one for no. <laughs> so, okay, that that's really, really interesting stuff. Because to, to go out on these ghosts, I guess tours and then it kind of just fate takes control of the the situation and turns it into a seance without it really meaning to be that do you find that the emotional energy in the situation just explodes to unreal levels and does that actually change the atmosphere of what's going on absolutely so if if people come in cold and they have a a front where they're not prepared to put an effort in to connect, it is a very dull tour. We always ask people, please, just for the period of time that the tour is on, pretend you are the best psychic in the world or the best ghost hunter. You are here to have the opportunity of your life. Just give it all of you, all that you can. Uh, And that's when things start to happen. Yeah. 
We always ask the question at the beginning of the tour. So who's been to the jail before? Some will put their hands up. Who's never been to the jail before? Some will put their hands up. Who's been dragged here by their partner and don't want to be here? Hands go up. (laughs) They're the ones we say, okay, just pretend tonight. (laughs) Yeah, and do you find that you, you convert people over to being believers? Ours, ours is not to convert um, because we don't have time for that in a two-hour tour to convert. Conversion takes immersion. I don't want to sound like a priest. Um, but we have had people who come and say, I've been curious for a really long time and you've convinced me that there's something worth looking at. We just at. give them the yeah. best chance to have... Uh, an opportunity to interact. So we don't do a ghost tour where we tell stories about ghosts. We put them into situations where they can hopefully experience a ghost or use uh, technology to interact or the ITC equipment, which is um, the communication, like the spirit boxes and things like that, where they may actually speak. So we, we just try to give them the best opportunity we can. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic because everyone who someone could have that same experience with the person next to them and really take it in their own way. So mm-hmm. something could be so much more meaningful to 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 Jane who's on that tour to Joe who was like, oh, that was just a door slamming. But for Jane, that could have been life changing type of stuff because mm. everyone has their their own reactions when it comes to the paranormal. And I, and I was threshold. just wondering, yeah, and I was just kind of wondering if someone's walked out of there just like their world has been upside turned upside down from what they've they've experienced with you guys and i can imagine the seances that you guys do would absolutely achieve that yes the the seances have um taken age-old hurts that people have had cracked it wide open to allow the that wound and the, i like to say the pus ooze out and then allow that to start to heal fresh and yeah. the, we, we have boxes of tissues on standby because we know that if we make that sort of connection for people, that the tears will flow. Yeah. 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 I could we imagine had, so. We had one particular seance where these two beautiful young ladies came in and they really didn't say why they were there other than they wanted to have a bit of an experience and they wanted to connect with family. Uh, And so we we did this seance and the lady that was sitting next to me was quite pale and she was quite quiet, very frail. And when they left, I said to Anne, she didn't look well. There's there's Mm. just something not right and I'd, I'd picked I up just, on it yeah, as well I just don't know it's just it's something there that sort of said to me yeah it's it doesn't look good for her and a few months after this particular seance the other young lady actually sent a message and said I really 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 want to thank you for the seance that you did um, my sister passed away not long after after the seance the seance oh wow it it was that seance that allowed her to pass with peacefully peace and dignity because she knew there was someone waiting for her on the other side yeah so she turned out she had terminal cancer and she was right at the end of her life journey and we we didn't know that nobody had told us and the messages that she got were from her loved ones and it was the messages she was hoping to get and then to receive that message, it was just such an honour to know that we had helped her in some way. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. 
Yeah, it's pretty special. It is. We we feel very, very blessed, very lucky to well, be um, at that at that point. Yeah, it was good. So, Renata, I I hope you don't mind me asking this, but yes, I do. No, go on you through. But did you grow up with psychic abilities? Like, how old were you when you realised that you you had those those types of gifts? Um, I'll. I'll I wouldn't have said that I had psychic abilities. I would have said that I was strange because I wasn't like anybody else. She's still strange. And, I mean, I, I was always strange because when I started school, I didn't have an English language. I was actually brought up in my own cultural language, which is Polish because I'm Polish ba- uh, background. So my lovely parents decided that they would teach me Polish first. So when I actually started kindergarten, um, I had no English. Wow. It no. terrified. <gasps> I was wow. so scarred. And then I went to Catholic school. Double scar. And double scarred. <laughs> Um, so it, yes, I was always strange, always strange, but I used to have these horrible visions, even as a child in my cot, um, and screamed most of the night. Uh, and you've had a a very, very weird disposition. So yeah, I was, I was just a strange child. So yeah, it was inevitable. (laughs) Was there an age where you, you realized that this was, this was something genuinely special? Um, no, I never would have said that there was anything particularly special um, other than I just had this passionate interest that I had to follow. There was, there was no other way. that yeah. This was just going to always be part of my life. I just wanted to know more about it and try and work it out um, and try and learn as much as I possibly could. And that really started with the whole journey with the tarot, which started to then make sense and unravel things for me. Oh my god, she's so good on tarot. She's freaky good. What what is it about tarot that drew, drew you to it? Ah, uh, well, I didn't know what drew me to it other than again this this passionate sense of I have to learn this and then when I actually started to learn, it was like I had done this before. It it was so familiar to me. Um that that's yeah, one of one of those moments where you go, Oh, this is a piece of the puzzle that I've been looking for and now this fits, so therefore everything else needs to adjust. It was a bit like that. So it was just finding that that piece of me that I needed. Mm, that's it's it's interesting because I, I do see the the live streams that you do and it- the, the tarot live streams you guys do are absolutely fantastic because it, it looks like you are having absolutely the time of your life when when you're doing it. And the, I guess we allow the, ourselves to say almost anything. We let the inner child run amok, and I read naughty cards. <laughs> and I think that's great because one of the things that I guess I really try to portray when it comes to the paranormal is that. Not everything is scary. Not everything is doom and gloom because oh, absolutely, yes. a, a lot yes. of people think that. A lot of people genuinely think that. And uh, look, I'll be a little bit guilty. I do love putting on stories on my podcast that are, this, you know, the ones where people have these encounters where I, I'm go, I don't even know how you go on living a normal life after that. Probably they probably don't. But I also like putting on the stories where people have almost like these enjoyable, fun encounters with with spirits or. Or mm. I guess ghosts or whatever whatever people may may call them when they're have they're having that experience, because I think 
that's just as important to to share with the world as you know not not everything is evil and not everything is good but there is some fun in between there absolutely well in the uh, mid 1800s it was something that the whole family did when it came to seance work they had the kids at the table and they taught them that this was part of life and that it was all okay to connect with your dead relatives there was none of this business of oh my gosh it's all demons and doom and gloom and evil entities and they'd Um, lay the dead out in the parlor and sit with them and hold their hands and talk to them whereas now we we, we shun all of that. did away yeah. and don't talk about it and don't be sad. Yeah. And it is also our perception of what we feel that is right and, and what is wrong. There are a whole lot of cultures around the world that you know, go to all of these extremes of belief and it is just part of life to give you a full and rounded ability to understand what birth, life and death is. You have to experience all of those things. So, you guys have been doing this for for about fifteen years now. Was is that right? I've oh. been a paranormal investigator for about ten years. Renata's been doing it for about twenty years. I've been interested, uh, as I said, since I was a teenager. So that was what five years ago. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, now I've had an interest really for probably about thirty five years, but mm. I have only really been studying it and trying to understand it for the last ten. Is there, and this may seem like a really weird question because I believe pop culture is a huge influencer on how people can perceive things, especially when it comes to UFOs, the the paranormal, especially with, with horror movies these days. Do you find that there is more of a trend going on in the paranormal world when it comes to, I guess, people coming to you for experiences or people coming to you to find out more information? Because just doing this podcast alone... I could tell you, every week, without a a, a word of a lie, I would probably get about five people people emailing me a week about demon encounters. Oh, Oh, my God. Hollywood has so much to answer for. And and the ghost hunting TV shows, seriously. Um, Yeah, everything that goes on within a house, people believe demonic. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand it. Sometimes it's just their auntie trying to get hold of them to say, hey, you've got sleep apnea. You need to go to the doctor, which happened in a case. Um, and then once he went to the doctor and got it all sorted out, the the ghost went away. And a lot of it is just either um, residual energy or um, a relative trying, to, relative trying to get a message to them. But because of Hollywood and the TV shows, it's, it's got to be demonic, and that's religious as well. Don't even start me on that one. It's also people who are living in such frustrated or anxious states that they actually create so much bad energy around them, and they don't give themselves even a moment to change that energy or to shift it or to do anything it just piles on and on and on and on and on and then you really just drown in it and um, it becomes this living energy all Mm. on its own in a house and it it can really do your head in sometimes yeah and god help you if you own a ouija board you're you're damned forevermore 
I must be going to hell 20 times <laughs> over because I collect them. Look, I don't care what anyone says. I'm still never going to touch a Ouija board because, <laughs> you know. That, Chicken? That's, that's, yeah, well, absolutely. That's the, the effect of pop culture's had on me. You yeah, know, Hollywood yeah. movies, You TV know what shows. they are, don't you? You know what they originally started off as? No, what? A dating game. Of course, of course. It was Tinder for, for the oldies. <laughs> it was designed for a man and lady to sit opposite each other in the late 1800s and underneath the board their knees would touch. Oh, how naughty. And then they placed their fin- fingertips on a planchette and, do you love me? <laughs> yes. And it, that's what wow. it was designed at. <laughs> wow. That 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 genuinely blows my mind. I had no idea about that because, you know, people... People say that that Ouija boards, you know, they're a um, they're a, they're a tool, and if you you don't know how to use the tool properly, uh, you know, bad things can happen. It's kind of like when you use a chainsaw. If you give a chainsaw to the wrong person, they can cut yep. their arms off. If you give a gun um, to someone who doesn't know how to use it, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I kind of look at Ouija boards that same way because, and this could be a completely misunderstanding from myself about it because I absolutely claim to be no expert about anything when it comes to anything paranormal anything ufo yaoi related at all i just interview people who have had the 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 most fascinating encounters that you'll ever hear but i kind of see that the the ouija board is kind of like a tool to communicate to i guess the other side and if you don't know how to use that tool properly you could communicate potentially to the wrong thing you can open up maybe um i guess yourself to attacks from things that you may not want in your life but it's is, no is, is that a safe The same thing will happen if you use an SB11 or an SB7. Or every single a pendulum thing, or yeah. dowsing rods because everything is giving permission for the other side to interact with you. True. It's right. just another piece of equipment, but because it's been on Hollywood and um, been demonized in movies, it, uh, you know, it's the, the gateway to hell. So, okay then, would it be safe to assume that you should just genuinely be careful across the board with anything that you're trying to do when you're trying to communicate with spirits or anything like that? I treat the dead as I would the living, with respect. So if I was going to meet someone that I didn't know for the first time, I would be very polite and I'd introduce myself. I'd try to find out a bit about them. And at the end, I'd say, look, thank you so much for that. That was great. Nice to meet you. Um, And I'm going home now, but you can't come with me. (laughs) So it's always that for me, it's a, a politeness thing, and it comes down to permission. How much permission are you giving them to be in your life? That's that's some some good words there because I, I can imagine a lot of people like myself probably have the a very similar idea about this type of stuff. And to to have, I, I would say, you two are probably fairly professional about the way that you go about things. Um, to oh, have that, it well. <laughs> <laughs> to to kind of have that, I guess, stance on it is a, is a really good good move because some people might be out there looking to, you know, potentially get in contact with a with a past relative or a loved one, mm-hmm. and just are, are scared of doing it. But if you if you do it the right way, it sounds like it's obviously it's a it's a good thing, it's a safe thing, and something that everyone can enjoy. Yeah, set your boundaries, set your rules, and your intentions. And um, if you don't like what's happening, say, okay, thank you, but no, off you go. Yeah, You're the one yeah. in charge, no one else. So one of, the, one of the final questions that I have for both of you, and I've spoken to a, a good handful of paranormal investigators doing this podcast. Have you experienced the paranormal hangover from communi- communicating with spirits? 
Yes. <laughs> so it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a genuine thing. Yeah, we call it the para hangover. Um, it is a real thing. And a lot of it is to do with the fact that you are dehydrated and you're not drinking enough electrolytes during the night so that you will end up with headaches the next day, fatigue, body aches. Um, and also we're old. <laughs> In most cases, well, I'm just going to interfere with that last statement here there, okay. and, and just Whatever. say in most cases also because you are focusing, you're actually using your brain and your mental capabilities and you're focusing for a long time and you're also uh, using all of your senses and being hypervigilant. You're also flooding your body with adrenaline. And that's giving you a, an adrenaline kick, which afterwards, once that kind of all dissipates in your body you have one of those moments where you just want to go to sleep or eat lots of carbs yeah this is the problem too that during the night um when they're trying to stay awake they're drinking those um energy drinks or they're eating stacks of lollies and sugar and all of that is it's just such a bad effect on your body right so it's not the spirits taking the energy from your bodies or or anything like that no, not that I, I maybe a little bit, but no, really, it's man-made. It's us being silly buggers. <laughs> yeah. And look, there have been times when we've gone home and noticed that something isn't right, mm. that we're a little bit not ourselves. And we try and catch it, but sometimes there are days where, you know, a day or two might go on. Um, and yeah, you start to have thoughts of like... Um, I'm not good enough. Oh, I can't do this. Why am I doing this? Why am I speaking up? And it's all these self-doubt things start to creep in your head. Mm. And uh, that's when we think, oh, I think we might have brought a hitchhiker home. think I forgot to clean myself off a little bit there before I left. Is that something you find quite common? Not that often for me, no. It's Look, vulnerability has a lot to do with it. And we go back to this whole thing of how strong are you when you're going into this type of scenario. And part of the work that every paranormal investigator needs to do is work on their self and their own skill set and how they believe they can come forward into a situation and deal with it. So you can't come in being vulnerable. You can't come in going, oh, someone else will protect me or I've got my cross or my medal. Well, that's going to do the yeah, trick. Somebody's given me some rosary beads. I'll just hold yeah, that. I'll be fine. I'll I've be got fine. no belief in it whatsoever. <laughs> so you have to have an, an inbuilt system where you go, no, I am in charge and I'm going to stay in charge no matter what happens because you have to save yourself in that environment and anybody else that is with you. Hmm. The last thing a group wants to see is the tour guide running away. Which we have heard that of. That is the <laughs> wrong thing to have happen. It's either the best or the worst ghost tour that you'll ever go on. <laughs> both, I would say. <laughs> um, so, yes, so we, we have to be there and be the people that when something occurs, you've got to have the answers. You, you just can't go, oh, you know, maybe you should just go home and call a medium or a psychic and they'll help you because that's just not good enough. Yeah, we, we make sure we clear everyone off at the end mm. of investigations and teach them if they want to go further what else they can do to remove any energies. They always say, oh, what happens if I take some, something home? Every tour they say mm -hmm. that. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to take anything home with Do you with want me? to take something home with you? Yeah. <laughs> what makes you think you're so special that they want to go home with you anyway? <laughs> so, yeah. 
<laughs> no, that's uh, that's fantastic to hear. It's uh, it's been great to have you on, guys. It's uh, I have to say you're probably the uh, most entertaining guest I've had in a while. It's uh, it's it's quite good, and um, you guys have about a million things going on, so. Give us a plug of that because you are also starting a podcast, which is very exciting. We Give are. me the rundown. Go ahead. Oh, me. Okay. Um, it's it's called, hang on, what's it called? True, True Hauntings. Hauntings. So, oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> it's all still very new to us as well. <laughs> um, and we're actually getting a team of people to work on it with us. So we're going to have what we call a soundscape in there, which draws people into the the, the actual storyline and and then we look at some of the big cases and some of the cases you may not have heard of and dig down into the actual phenomena, the people involved, um, who had something to gain from it, where the stories don't line up and how we look at it through the eyes of being a paranormal investigator um, and what we would have thought of the case, I suppose, mm-hmm. if, we, if it was our case. Yeah. And... Uh- also, plug that Facebook page that you do because you, you seem to go live every night almost. I know it's not that often, but I swear <laughs> I get a notification like for you guys all the time. Yeah, I should say that the, the podcast can be found on iTunes and Spotify. Um, now, the Facebook, we're on Anne and Renata Frightfully Good because that's what we are. No, um, and <laughs> Monday night, we just do a general question and answer sort of thing. And then Thursday nights is our free tarot night now this is 8 30 p.m sydney time and uh, you get on there with everyone else and everyone asks a question and then we'll give you a very brutal blunt to the point honest answer some people don't like it some people think it's hilarious i, I think it's fantastic <laughs> and i read naughty and- cards <laughs> <laughs> i think it's fantastic so make sure uh, you jump on there check them out i'll leave links for your your podcast in the show notes you'll have a couple of episodes out by the time this one comes out and uh, guys, it's been fantastic having you on. Oh, thank, thank you so you much for so having much. us. Thank you. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au. Or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe, and you've been listening to Believe, Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.